Good morning, good morning. It's 4.11 in the morning, and I'm very specific with the times when I mention it because that's the time God released a vision or a dream, and I be very specific with times and dates just so you can go back and recapture what took place. But God showed me, first of all, he put the song in my heart, All the Glory Belongs to You, when I woke up. And he showed me the right side of a puzzle and all the pieces are put in place. And I, I think God, the significance of this vision is that God can give you a piece to a puzzle. And a piece represents a vision to his plan over your life. And God been giving me pieces to the puzzle day by day by literally showing me a vision of a puzzle piece. And a lot of the pieces been middle pieces. But today, when I woke up just now, he showed me the right corner of the entire puzzle been put together. Now, I think God, he only showed me this corner. God, I just want to say right now, a lot of times when you give us things, we we want more because we created and designed to want more because there's nothing you cannot do and there's no limit. But I want to take this moment and say I'm grateful for you even showing me the right side of the well, the corner to the right side of the puzzle. I didn't even see that you giving me end pieces. I've always been seeing middle pieces. My praise has put the end pieces in place in this right corner. And I thank you so much for that because that's more than what I had before. Father, I'm so grateful for that. I want to say thank you. And then he gave me a, a dream and there was a room full of a lot of us. And I mean, it was elders, uh, all, it was all of us, a lot of people, not all of us, but a lot of people. And, um, a lot of people were waiting for a very long time because that's why God made sure he's very specific in what he does and what he show you because he wants you to, to observe everything because there's a meaning to everything God does. And I would never forget this man, he's there, and he was probably like at 65 to 67 years old. And everyone that was in this room waiting, it's their time to actually receive the breakthrough. And when I say breakthrough, that means manifestations of the promises of greatest heart's desires to be fully manifested and natural. Which you already embraced it spiritually. And this man had on this pimp striped suit it was black and white with his hat and he's sitting down we all in the church and he's excited that it's finally his time to receive but the reason why God showed me his age is that God is that patient so I don't know this man's testimony but I know that God was patient enough to wait till this man was 60-something years old to finally receive what God already had for him. You understand? God never intends for us to have anything delayed because it's never denied. But it's better late than never. You understand? God would take his hands out if you put your hands in. How long that be is how long that will be. You understand? 65 years old and receiving a full manifestation. Now, it's better late than never. Again, I say, because some go and not receive 
any of it because they don't embrace it. And the man was just like, finally, my time, my time. And everyone that was in that room, it was their time for the full manifestation. And everyone got dressed for the occasion. And I thank God. I was um, in this room with a lot of women. And the thing is, we had to do a lot of like household labor. And the other women that was beside me, the young women as my age, some older. And the older women kept saying, I want you on my team. They kept picking me. And I was like, no, how about you pick somebody else? Because I don't like for other people to see that they're not being chosen. So I was like, you know, take it off of me. You know, I think you guys will want to pick me, but go pick one of these other women. And the reason they picked me because I had a strategy to getting the labor done very effectively, very successfully, and on time. And the labor was we had dishes to do, chores to do, cleaning up to do, and you had to do it in an orderly fashion. Before the gentleman come and collect. And I'll never forget the woman that was, the young woman that was on my uh, left. She was having a very difficult time getting her dishes together, putting them, you know, where they're supposed to be in the right place for them to get washed at the right time for them to collect. And I told her, I said, you know what helps me? And she said, what? I said, I strategize, I come up with a plan and a way to do things to get it done fast. You know, I come up with a plan. You have to come up with a way to make it easier and best for you and get it done. Don't be frustrated. Don't be angry. Don't feel overworked. Find a way that's best for you to get it done. So my my plan was to get all the smaller dishes and put them up to the taller ones and put them all in, they were all in order. And then I cleaned up after that certain areas. I did, I just, I just had a different strategy. I had a plan. It was like a one, two, three, four, bam, here you go, here, collect. And you have to come up with ways like that successfully to get things done. You know, you strategize by evaluating how, what can I do to make this move so successfully? You understand? And there's nothing but prioritizing. And I was like, wow. And I was like always happy in that place. I was always ready. And the older woman was watching. And I had no idea they were watching from afar. I was just figuring out how can I get this done. They're going to come here at this time to collect. I have to make sure everything ready for them to collect it. So I did everything I had to do and it was in place. And, you know, it happened like that every time. But I wanted to help the woman that was struggling. And the thing about it is she, I wasn't able to help because she wasn't in my room. You only supposed to do what's in your room. So only thing I could do, the best I could have did for her was give her my advice or what I, what, what helps me. But she had every excuse as to why she didn't want to embrace the advice. Like, it's not going to work for me. I'm just going to figure it out it's day by day. But the thing about it is, the men that was coming to collect kept coming to receive nothing and walking away with nothing. And they were highly upset. And I heard them complaining. And I said to her, how about you make a strategy, come up with a plan on how to do it. And she finally listened when she kept seeing them walk away empty-handed and kept coming to me, receiving the next day's things the day before. Jesus. And um, 
Wow, God, Jesus. And oh, my God, my God, my God. Father, the, the dreams you give us, they always have a meaning. You understand? And it's not always a meaning about us. It could be for someone else. The thing is, I receive everything you give me. You understand? I never consider that you give me nothing. That something happened just because. There is no such thing that you just have a dream just because. There's no such thing to have a vision just because. God would not waste a vision and a dream just to be saw and nothing to be done about. It may not have nothing to do with you, but it has something to do with somebody else. So sit back and observe what's going on. Because there's a meaning to everything God show you. He's releasing to you. He's responding to you. He's talking to you, communicating to you through a dream. That's one way of his communication out of many. So never consider it to be, oh, this is just a dream, a regular dream. Even negative dreams have a meaning. Dreams about people you, not even, you haven't even thought of or people you think about. It's still a meaning. It's still a purpose. It's still a point as to why you had the encounter. You understand? And I just thank God that he showed me the right edge of the puzzle piece being put together. It's like a big square. And that square, I'm telling you, it t- it's taken me so far because I never saw that before. If I'm releasing something to me that's new to me, that's more, that's gained. I gained, Father, my God. At 4 something in the morning, I'm so excited. It don't matter what time it is. But the reason why I say the dates like that and the times because this is my way of writing things down. And I'm very specific about the times and the date. Because when I go back, I think about that date. It is written and it is recorded. And the time, which also been recorded. You understand? I'm very specific because God is. And it's a meaning to being specific about the things God show you. My God. My God. And when I was, when I was doing this room and these chores that I had to do. Let me get back to that the dream. And as the woman that was looking afar saw that the plan was going so successfully, I had nothing else to do with my time because everything was already done. It's like it's a it's like you have from seven to twelve to get the chores done. Mine was done around about seven forty-five, and I got started. I said, "Took me forty-five minutes to do a seven eight hour chore." I just got on my hands. My God, it's early. And um, the thing about it is. Is that every time I get it done, there's another woman been added into my room. And another chore be added, but it's not my chore to do. It's an assignment for the women that's with me to do. But the thing is, we all come up with a way to make sure it goes smoothly. And there was other chores. Then another chore was added. Then another chore was added. Altogether, it was about four women. There was four of us. Me and three others. And I, my, my responsibility was the dishes and, you know, the cleaning. Theirs was the creativity and um, the decorating. And everyone had something to do. And the thing about it is we come up with a plan together. We talk about it, oh, yeah, this way, this way, and they're doing it. And I was like, and then they come up with their ideas. And I'm like, my God, you guys are so, I love this team. You guys are amazing. They was like, yes, I'm so glad I'm in your class. I'm in your room. I'm in this team with you. And I was like, I'm so, I'm even honored to be a part of you guys. And then the thing about it is our room was outshining the other room with the lady, the young woman who did not want to take my advice. And all she could do is just keep looking. 
by herself. Nothing was added because she couldn't get past the chores that she was specifically given to do. So in order for her to get that done successfully, she would get help added. She didn't get help added because she didn't complete what she had to do. But the information that I gave her was in her mind, but she really didn't want to grab hold to it because she helped, she had the attitude that I know it all. Like, you don't have to help me. I got this. Like, I don't want you to take credit if I take your advice from you helping me. And there was nothing even like that. See how we take, talk ourselves out of our own blessing. It's so many meanings to this, this dream. We talk ourselves out of our own blessings by refusing help. My God. By refusing help, Jesus, Father, all the help that you have for me, you could, you know what, you, you already know, Father, I, I, you know what I'm saying, I'm lost for words, just go ahead, that's all I got to say to God, go ahead, you understand, it's just that serious because it's that simple, I'm not a know-it-all person, I'm not a person to have pride, I'm not a person to think I'm better. I'm not a person to want to do anything by myself. I'm not a person who want to take credit. I thank God for that. And that's why he placed me in that room. And things got done so fast. And I was so excited to do so. And I was looking around at the things and the chores I had to make sure that when the guys come, that it's easier for them to take what I did. And I was even, I had so much time to, you know, do other things that I wasn't enough for us to do. So I was like, well, let me just look at what I've done all over again and figure out how can I make it easier for them to grab from me. I begin to think about the guys. What could I do to help them? See how amazing that is. That you got your job done. Now you're looking at the guys and their labor, which is not for you to do, but you're strategizing on which ways can you make it easier for them to come and grab what you already done because you're finished already every time. I'm just so grateful for that encounter. I just wanted to share because there's so many meanings to that. But I'm so excited that God showed me the right edge of a puzzle. And it's so amazing that he's so honorable. He's so, he's so honoring. He's so, let me get the word right. Jesus. He's so honored. <laughs> honored. My God, what time is it? It has nothing to do with the time. <laughs> it's nothing to do with the grammar. <laughs> Hallelujah. At the time. Jesus. But no, um. For God, he's showing me how delighted he, he is to grab each piece that he's, he's showing you and putting it together to make one full picture, one complete vision. And the vision is actually your journey. And I'm, the thing is, I don't even know what the picture is because I just see this right corner. Oh my gosh. God just showed me all the edges have been connected and the right corner is in place. Now you have the left corner, the bottom two corners, and the entire middle. Father, I'm happy for what you just showed me. Even even more, see? Higher. Much more. When you get excited to wait, be excited to be patient, it causes them to move faster and you're not even trying to. That's how God moves. When we're patient, he moves. When we're patiently waiting, excitedly, resting, he moves more when you rest. And I'm going to tell you something. It took some time for me to rest because I always was able to hear from God and receive immediately. I always had full manifestation instantly. But some things God taught me that now you have to wait for. See, now God has shown me how to wait. I never really had to wait before 
when it comes to God. Now, when it came to the worldly things, you do nothing but wait, my God. But with God, because I always knew I lived in the now. I live in the now. And God always moves so suddenly. But this time, I was like, uh, where you at? <laughs> God stood still. But even though he's standing still, he's still moving. Please get that. But I was like, um, okay, where's that God? <laughs> he taught me a lot doing waiting. Waiting is nothing but discipline. Discipline. He's teaching you how to be disciplined. Disciplining you in the area of waiting. Why? What's do, what you're doing while you're waiting. Waiting increases your trust. Waiting increases your faith life. Because you have nothing, nothing else can help you through that time but patience, trust, and faith. And water it with your praise by giving thanks. And a lot of times you complain, you pout, and you sigh. We have tantrums because we like, you can do anything. Do it. Why show me and not do it? But when you settle by being patient and resting, no, I went from saying do it to thank you for it already being done. You see, you increase also in your vision, in your hearing and comprehending. You increase, you gain much more wisdom because you gain more knowledge. Because you know that waiting increases your faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please Him. And I thank you, Father, that I learned because many of us don't learn the lesson. And God will be patient until you're ready to learn the lesson. And it all, it all depends on your level of hunger for everything that God has. Not just something. No, all that what God has for you. The entire outcome. When you're hungry for the entire outcome, your entire purpose, you're going to make sure you see it through. You understand? Glory upon glory, you will see it through. And while you're going to glory to glory, it's going to be some teaching. You understand? A lot of growing in the process. And Father, I thank you so much. Oh, you're clapping. My God, you're clapping. You said the word applause last night. Now you're actually showing me the applause. My God. Father, you're blowing my mind. Jesus. I love you so much. I rededicate my life every moment I think of my life. You can have it. I surrender it to you. I love you so much more than I ever did before. Every second gets greater. I know that because you taught me that and I learned that. You have to learn the lessons in order for you to go further. You understand? If you're not learning, and think this is how you know you're learning, how you're responding to things, how you're responding to people, and how you're responding to God. It determines whether you're growing or not. Our response is everything. Because are we responding Christ-like? Or are we responding to how we feel on the inside due to our emotions by what's coming our way? You understand? A lot of us don't want to go through a trial because we feel as though we went through enough without the hand of God doing things our own way. Now we walking with God. 
We feel as though we don't want to go through anything else. We want God just to do, 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 do. But God wants you to grow. He wants you to learn. In order to be like him, you have to come up higher. His thoughts are not ours, neither are his ways. You can't come up higher with your own thoughts and with your own ways. They have to be God's ways. You understand? Because then you begin to be synchronized and understand. God is actually just showing us what it's like to be on one accord with him. You understand? If we're one with God and we're thinking the way we're thinking and it's not up to him, you're actually not one. You understand? And so many people desire to be, but actually not. You understand? So, Father, again, I thank you for you. He's so excited to put these puzzle pieces together like that. Because that's letting him know how hungry you are for the vision. And how determined you are for you to actually see it through. Because it's already written for you. It's like a race. And I love how they use that as, you know, they use that. And it's like God is at the finish line. Everyone has the right to go. But who's going to actually make it to the finish line? Are you going to look to see who's running faster beside you? Are you going to look ahead of you? Or are you going to turn around and look behind you? Or are you just going to keep going to win? Because you are having, you already having your heart to win. You're so determined to win, to get to that finish line. And when you get to the finish line, you see God standing there. So much happened between go and finish in between. But that's not the focus. Because so many things happened to me in between God's go and my finish. You understand? My beginning to my outcome, I have a marvelous testimony. But the thing is, I'm walking in the outcome. My God. The devil tried all he could to keep me from it. And you too. And here we are, my God, you faithful. I'm calling you faithful for things I'm not even aware of because you're still faithful. That's who you are. I had no idea about God's plan, and yet I'm confessing he's faithful at it. Because he took it, my plan, I surrendered my way to his. And I see that mine was all wrong. And I'm so glad to admit that, yes, I was totally wrong. It feels so good to say I was wrong. God, you're right. It feels good, Father, to say thank you for being right. Thank you for making me right. I am the righteousness of God. Oh, my goodness. Father, come here. I know it's early in the morning. Come here. I'm so affectionate. I'm trying to tell you. It's like I grabbed God and I'm not letting him go. I'm hugging him so tight. His arms are loose, and I'm not letting him go. Literally, when you see your father, see me holding him in every vision, in every dream, because I'm not taking my hands off. I love you, Father, so much. I'm glued to you. You are so good. You know that. I know you know that. Oh, his love, he's just showing me his heart. It's like radiating. like It's just beaming with the words that I'm saying. You never slumber. You never sleep. You always up. And I'm, I know that more and more each day because you get me up. <laughs> more and more each day. Father, it's such an honor to be up at 4 something in the morning just to say thank you. No matter what time it is. But the reason why I say the time because I'm so honored because 4 o'clock is not usually the time that I get up. No way at all. 
but I'm up unto the glory of God. I love you so much. My God, Father. That's all you want us to do is know that you love us. Know that we are blessed. Knowing that it's finished. We don't have to live without you. you rather us not. It's so beneficial that we live with you. Because we was not created to live without you. I love you so much. God said to me, everything that was set up to be against you has crumbled down. Every chain that you weren't even aware of that was trying to surround you has been broken. Every person that was set up to be a stumbling block, to be in the way, has been removed. My God. Things that you're not even aware of that God see. I see why some of you guys are so intuitive when it comes to motives. So am I. But my focus is not on a person's motive. My focus on me going past that. Because if I focus on your motive, I'm taking my eyes off what I'm focused on. To look somewhere else. So don't focus so much on negative motives. Trust Holy Spirit will lead you through it. You understand? A lot of times we walk past the people with the negative motives. But God want to actually release what's in you into them. To impart them. You understand? Because a person with a negative motive is just like misery. That's one in company. They want company because they're miserable. And if someone sees you walking successfully... They, some people may not be happy and want to see you actually fall. And they come up with ways to try to distract you. And you're so focused on looking for people that's there to distract you, not even knowing you're already distracted by feeling that way. Because unmovable is just having your focus on him and nothing else. You understand? When Christ was carrying the cross, he wasn't looking at the people saying things and spitting on them and doing things. He kept looking ahead. He kept looking at salvation ahead. I'm doing this and you're not even aware when it's finished, you're going to be free from what you're doing to me. Jesus. My God. Father, Jesus, come in. Come in. My God. <laughs> Oh my God, guys, I love you so much. How oh, I love you so much. I won't be too loud, wake my son up. You're probably like, wow, so amazing in there. <laughs> my, God. my God. I thank God so much, guys. You know what it's like to, uh, to be up at night thinking, overthinking, even walking around overthinking, walking around wondering and, Jesus, you don't have to live that way. You don't have to live that way. Father, my God. Jesus. I love you so much. It don't even seem like it's been 27 minutes. Seems like it's been five minutes I've been talking. My God. Never could be too many words to express my level of thanks towards you. I command this day to be blessed, more favorable today than it was yesterday. I will humble myself to be a blessing. I will be used by God to do all that he asks of me this day. I will not take no thought for tomorrow or any concern as of yesterday. 
Old things pass away. All things become new. As I embrace the new, I also receive the teachings and the learning to come up higher as a believer. Hallelujah, Father. You still adding on to these pieces to this puzzle. It's amazing. See, God don't want to withhold anything from any of us. We will hold things ourselves due to our own being in the way. Get out the way. See, now I know more than I ever knew before. God is able to move like never before. And some things can happen so fast because God is so honored that you finally got to the point where you allowing him to be and allowing him to release because you're able now to receive. Hallelujah. I just thank God that, like he said, he removed all the stumbling blocks out of my way. I wasn't even aware of it being stumbling blocks, but I'm, I'm aware that they are, but not aware as to, you know, it actually being that way. Put it like that. Because my focus is just being, just going further. And the more you have a hunger to continue to go further, everything that's set up against you has to bow, Jesus. That's why God said, if I'm before you, who could be against you? But in order for that to take place, I have to be before you. You cannot be before me. So if you think that way, I'm going to stand still. How long that be, how long that will be. God, I love you. I love you so much. I was telling God yesterday, I said, you know what, God? We spend so much, I know I spend a lot of time uh, going to you regarding people's walks. And I mean those who pointing fingers and teachings and not living it. And very disrespectful, very lustful, very dishonoring, but want to claim they're a teacher and a preacher and, you know, and all of those things. But I'm not saying that you're not because you're qualified due to what Christ's done. You're born with the gifts. But the thing about it is, I was like, Father, how can they love you and not love who they see every day? But now I have a different form of love towards you. And it's called endless, unconditional love. Meaning, I don't look at you in that way as of today and forevermore. If I see something that's not supposed to be, I'm going to be used by God to put it back in place. You understand? And as you, as, as God show you things on your end, don't talk about it. Put it back in place. You understand? And you already know how to put it back in place. There are so many people walking around now saying, only, I know I, I do it better than that. I can do it better. Then do it then. Don't say it. Do it. Be a doer. Demonstrate. Because that's all God does. He demonstrates. He said and he saw. That's a demonstration. And before he said, he already saw. Another demonstration, visually. Jesus. And God, I just thank you for me loving like that. He just showed the fire from the tip of my toes rising up. And it's a blue flame. It's not even a red flame anymore. It's a blue flame. And you know, that's that's that hot, hot fire. <laughs> and it rose all the way up to the, the top of my head. And it's like I'm walking as a living flame. Literally a flame. I'm hot. <laughs> Sometimes I'm trying to tell you I'm hot. <laughs> hot. 
Jesus. But um, just if you see something out of place, just put it back in place without talking about it. And it's so easy to engage in honest conversation. Especially when two of you agree with something that you saw that was dishonor, dishonoring due to what someone said or done. That they know God didn't tell them to say or do. But what are we going to do now with that? I'm not even going to mention it to anyone about anything. Even though I don't, I'm just saying having that hunger. Just make it right. Make it right. Thank God for showing me the opportunity to make it right. I'm not going to say, God, bless them, God, help them, God, deliver them. No, you already done that. I'm making it right. Hallelujah. Being used by God to make it right. Whatever you see wrong, be used to make it right. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father. He's showing me um, the young guys in the streets, northeast, northwest, southeast, southwest, God loves, loves, I'm telling you, he loves us all. He has such a a huge love for the young guys that's in the streets. And you know why? Because they're being outcasts and considered as thugs and gangsters. Street guys. People who hate them. And most of the people who hate them are God's children. Church folks. Hate people in the streets. I'm busy trying to be used to God to help people. You're destroying them. So I hate you. No. Don't live that way. Don't think that way. Because to every negative deed. It's a motive. It's a reason. No one goes out and risks their life. For no reason at all. You understand. And God showed me all these young guys in the streets hearts. How they all moving in desperation. To gain a source of income. To provide for themselves and their family. Most of them for their siblings and their mom. Because they don't want to see that look on their mother's face anymore. That she can't provide. So these young boys grow up so fast. Thinking ways they could provide. Fast money. Because they can't get the money they want to get. They don't have enough time to wait a paycheck to paycheck. Because they don't want to keep seeing that look on their mother's face. But the mother's unaware that they're making it challenging for their sons. By complaining. Instead of allowing it to happen by praying. Declaring decree. Gathering your children and praying. Like the woman with that oil. It increased. She gave the man of God her last. And it actually wasn't her last. It was her breakthrough. My God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, so much. Get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me, Satan. Such a liar. And I love the fact that we say that and he has to obey that. My God. And, uh. Jesus, they don't see no other way out. And we got to be careful of our actions. Even us, I see a, I see a lot of wives who, who at home, or even those who work, and panic a lot. And that causes the husband to be pressured. 
You don't ever have to panic when you pray. You understand? Prayer causes panic to bow. And it causes God to move. And that's how your home be run smoothly. Be ran smoothly. It runs so smoothly when you allow God to be God. Hallelujah. So God has so much mercy for these guys in the streets. Because they, they're not having the heart. Oh, I hate. I want to kill. That's just a fast way of them making money. So happen to hurt people. They don't see it that way because it hasn't been exposed unto them as what really takes place. What you're doing. They're not looking at what they're doing. They're looking at the reason why they're doing it. You understand? Thank you, Holy Spirit. They don't want to see the look on their siblings' face that they can't help. They want to help. You understand? Themselves and their family. That's why it's so important to pray. A woman has labors and chores to do, of course. But her responsibility to have a free schedule a lot because most of her time should be spent in prayer. Not just to walk around and watch TV, be on social media, go shopping, and do this and do that. No. To spend that time with God in prayer for the home. What goes on in the home. The members in the home. You understand. Your purpose as to being a family. Hallelujah. Praying together causes you to stay together. Hallelujah. There are so many people who walk around being honest now that they're not happy. And they being honest that they haven't been happy for a very long time. And I begin to lift it up to God. There are a lot of husbands God showed me that have been married for over 20, 30 years. And a lot of them falling out of love with their wives because they're falling out of love with themselves and their assignment. In their ministry. Because marriage is ministry. It's an assignment upon your life. Hallelujah. And a lot of the men. Feel as though that their wives. Are not looking the way they were. Or acting the way they were. When they first said I do to them. And the years went past. The kids are grown. Now you two back at home. And you have no time for each other. Because he don't really want to make time for you because he's not interested in you anymore. Because somewhere you done got so comfortable at just being who you are as a wife, not keeping up as to being a wife. You understand? You you can't be so busy being a mother, a friend, a wife, a leader and not take care of you. You have to take care of you. That's why God gives you free time. What are you doing with that free time? You can never say you don't have free time. We all have free time when God is the head. To spend time meditating, praying, relaxing, taking care of yourself. How can you do anything if you're no earthly good? Physically. There's something for every area for mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. 
Has to be on one accord. That's what stability is all about. It's not to be up and down, up and down. To be on one accord, remaining a perfect line being driven across. You understand? Take care of you. And God would show me how some of the husbands were saying, only if she do her hair and put on some clothes and keep herself up, you know. Do like she used to do. I'm not going to complain. I'm in love with her. But I'm actually complaining, but just not to her. But in my heart, I'm complaining and God hears. But you don't complain that way. Because that is your best friend. You shouldn't feel like you can't come to your partner about any and everything. Even something like that. And most men do not because they're afraid the woman not going to take it well. But if that's your best friend, you would know what to say because you'll pray before you say it. And it'll already be in her heart for her to receive what God using you to say. But you have to bring it to God's attention and not complain in your heart. Because then you'll walk around looking unhappy and she will be able to pick that up. As well as the kids. And some of you, even your grandkids. And God had me hear all of that. That some, some wives, God had me to hear that some husbands was feeling the wives just do everything they say. Like, don't, don't be a child. I mean, not, how can I say this, Father? Help me, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Matter of fact, thank you for helping me. Some men love a challenge. And when I say challenge, not an argument. But they would love to hear your advice, hear your point of view regarding things. Not always just, okay, whatever you want, as you wish, as you wish. No. You have a part in the marriage as well. How do you feel about this? It's no just as you wish. Because now it caused him to make every decision, even for you. With God also giving you a voice. You don't even say anything. Anymore. Now he's telling you what to do. And you as you wish. Now he don't even want to be around you. Because he take you for a joke. And you still say as you wish. Not even putting your part. By having a, just a, a simple discussion. Regarding what he's saying. Everything is okay. Sure. As you wish. Now what kind of communication is that? Now he's taking you for a joke and he don't want to be around you. Finding excuses to not be around you. And uh, I went to prayer. God just showed me that. And you know, it's amazing how God can take me out the wrong marriage and yet use me to help other peoples. Jesus. And I mean those he called to be joint as one. And we all can use to help. I'm going to tell you how powerful it is. He used this woman who married the wrong man. That's bad. <laughs> That's not good. And delivered her. Now is using her to bless other marriages. They've been together for years. Upon decades, centuries. They remind me of Paul. You murdered. Hated people who talked about Christ, who preached the gospel. 
And look at you receiving your conversion due to your conviction. And one of the greatest leaders of them all, Jesus. And Paul, when he testified, he never forgot what God delivered him from. Because many places he preached, he always delivered that message in so many ways. How what he used to do to the children of God. And I know when they first, was it Peter? I forgot which one it was. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but at the point right now. They brought him to the other children of God, the other disciples, and they was like, hold on. He, he, he kills us. He destroys us. What do you mean? Get him away from us. And Paul gave him his testimony. He was beginning to preach. And they were still nervous, but they received him. They was like, hold up. When is it going to happen when we're going to see the real Paul? And when they began to see how Paul was filled with Holy Spirit, Jesus. They was like, Jesus is Lord. He's so real. He's so true. He delivered you. We didn't know he was real any other time. We know now. He delivered you. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I just thank God for just that revelation. You know? God is so good. But I just thank God for the marriages. Got to keep them lift up. You know, God, he's teaching me about marriage and how to keep the marriage successful. Whatever you start out, Continue and make sure it gets even greater. You don't start out one way and begin to slack because years go past, because you got what you want and you know it's not going anywhere. No, you honor him as you honor God. You get my very best on everything that I do. Every way of doing everything. Jesus, I'm about to start naming stuff. What you get what I'm saying? Everything as a wife, as a friend, as a supporter. As a mother, as everything has God placed in your life, in me and you and mine, it's going to get better. Never slack because I honor you. God teaching me and has taught me how to honor you that much. Never to slack. You get my very best and all I do for the rest of our days. And I'm not just saying that that is my testimony. Jesus. Father, you might as well say, well done already. Not even playing. That's serious. And he's applauding again. You've been clapping a lot this morning. <laughs> Let me clap with you. Hallelujah. Father God, I love you so much. If there's anyone out there who's sitting up right now worrying or complaining or fussing and fighting, Father, I release your peace in that atmosphere. I release your love that it stops. To argue, the arguing stops. The worrying stops. The being up at night overthinking stops. I know what I know what all of that is like, and I'm so glad it's no more. It stops. I'm so glad that God brought me past the humps. I had a couple of humps. I had people who was evaluating my life. Saying they love me and support me and set up to be against me. Trying to figure out how is she so blessed. We're so different about her and us. And she make all these mistakes and been delivered. And yet God glorious or her powerful. Powerful than our life. And look at us. We're so different. And instead of them embracing that encounter. They use that to be against me. And hated me. Mistreated me. Disrespected me. 
And God says it's okay to mention. But I'm not going to go any further than that because it gets no glory. The glory is I got over the hump. But we cannot do that. We cannot mistreat people because it could be you want something that God said belongs to them. Or because you want to be where they are. Or you try to figure out or you disqualify them in some kind of way. None of us qualify due to our actions. And you also been delivered from something never soon to forget. I love you so much I needed to remind you about your faults. Instead I rejoice on your behalf. And I thank God that's out of my way. But it was not easy to embrace that stink, those encounters. To have my focus on God, to love God and have people snooping around. And Holy Spirit showed me them snooping around. On my page, looking to see what's going on, being nosy. And I thank God that it's over now. Jesus, we can't be like that and say we're children of God. That's children of man. It don't matter how long you say you're walking with God. It don't matter what natural sin you think that caused you to be holy. If you don't love your neighbor as you love yourself, you don't love the one you say you serve. As simple as that. As simple as that. Why want to teach and yet you don't even learn? No way. No way. We can't do that. Be happy for your brother. Be happy for your sisters in Christ. Stop looking at their past when it's passed away. Hallelujah. And don't take your eyes off of what God has delivered you from. To bring you into to bless another. Hallelujah. Literally, I had people in my face literally looking at me saying, you're not, you're not qualified. And I was like, wow. Do you even know the thought you just thought? And yet you lift up your hands and praise. Thinking that you really care about me to fellowship and spend time with me when it was a setup all along. Belittling my testimony. Disrespecting me. A friend of the world to see. And God said get back up there. And you tell them this. The same way they gained. They can also lose. And just because they have materialistic things. That don't mean anything. Because you gain much more than that. You have the eternal things. Now tell them I said that. Tell them I said who wants to keep asking you to try to belittle you due to materialistic things in this world. That you have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's all who you need. People try to belittle you all the time. By bringing up materialistic things and comparing theirs with yours. And if you're not careful, you're going to look at yourself with those in the natural who look in the natural. And go consider yourself and count yourself out. But that's indeed a lie. That's not a fact. The fact is, greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. Stop playing around with me. Jesus. Look at me now. 
Look at me today. It doesn't matter what I've been through. I'm here now. My God. Jesus. I told God I'm not just on social media. And I don't even have to tell God. He knows. But I want you guys to know. My ministry goes so far beyond just Facebook. But I thank God for Facebook. Because when God used those two, those two friends to create Facebook, he had his plan in mind, in my life, in your life, to get up there and be a blessing. Also, be glad to see old childhood friends, family members I haven't seen in years. Even seeing things a part of your life, I'm so excited of the things that I have saw. You understand? I thank God for that. Ministry goes so far beyond that. Some of us just sit behind a desk or sit behind a recording and speak to people who are giving you thumbs up and heart emojis all across the screen because they already agree with what you're saying. But try to go out there to those who disagree with what you're saying. That's the real ministry, to gain a soul. Not to continue to convince a soul who's already been gained. That's also well, but gain one to the kingdom. So Christ can continuously hear, what must I do? And that's my ministry. Hallelujah. To have someone look at you in your face and say, you don't have enough money. You don't have enough education. Look where you are from. You grew up in the, the lowest parts of D.C. You this, you that. Begin to ask, what do you have? I said, God, should I say something? God said, say nothing. Say nothing. Let them keep talking. They're going to trip themselves up over their own words. Because they're thinking they're causing you to fall, but you're still standing. For someone to look at you in your face and belittle you and to see your response to say, I love you in return. And they're thinking they did something, but that plan failed before you. And yet they still have a nerve to want to teach. Practice what you teach. Jesus. I'm serious. I'm serious. Because thinking that way, you're going to see people go further than you. And fast. Because I'm one of them. That's not my desire to go further than you. My desire is to bring you along. But you're not ready. And I'm not waiting until you get ready. Jesus. And I thank God for using me to go in the, and I'm not going to say the lowest parts, but the parts in D.C. where people consider to be the most troubling neighborhoods that God used me to bring forth his glory in. Hallelujah. Being now and just releasing God's love. However God want me to do so. But been on those trains for five plus years. From D.C. to Maryland. And Maryland back to D.C. Every morning. Every afternoon. Every day. Except on weekends. On the train. So many people have been encountered with the presence of God. So many people have received. So many people have been blessed. Many was going home committing suicide. Even one guy was on his way to court. And I prayed for him. He came back and was like, you see me? That's good news. If you didn't see me, tell me I would have been locked up. 
I was on the train one day and I told one person, I said, I don't know who you are. Go back to that job you just ran off on. Go back. Be grateful you have a job. And that person said, oh, and it right, hard tail off the train. Hard tail off the train. And came back and said, like, that was me. I went back. I went back. I was like, my God. When people that look at you and say, who are you? They look at you and not talking to you, but they say, who is the Christ in you? Because a lot of us just read about Christ, not even knowing we can encounter who we read about. Because many of us just taught, as religiously, really, we just taught to embrace Christ when we read the word. That is embracing Christ, not knowing you can have a physical, spiritually encounter. You understand? I love that. Jesus, you got me up all the way up so early, and it's okay. It's okay. It's like, I don't really, you know how you have things to do? I did them already. I'm always, like, ahead of things. That's just how I am. I've always been that way. You know why God put that in me to be that way? Because he's called me to do much. And by me allowing him to prioritize my life, I'm so honored to do that, to be a part of it, that I get it done beforehand. And it leaves me with just free time to meditate and pray. My day's work has already been done before me today. I have nothing to do. And when I'm going to be mindful when I say nothing, I mean, I don't have no labor to do. Physical labor. Spiritual, I'm laboring all the day long. Do prayer and session and demonstrating God's love and going. You understand? Reaching people for Him. But now it's just, you know, nothing physically. Everything's done. You know, and I thank God for that. And it will always be that way. See, my thoughts are not people's thoughts. Well, that's 57 minutes. I just thank God that my thoughts are his thoughts and my ways are his. So if you want to get anything I'm saying this morning, allow God to be who he is. Don't think about anything other than the goodness of Christ, the goodness of God upon your life. Don't focus on anything naturally that's surrounding you. And when I say that, I don't mean just kick them to the side. Ask God about it. Invite God in everything. What am I going to do? Father, show me what to do with this. You understand? Because he already worked it out on your behalf. But you have to seek his way for you to know that it's already worked out. Hallelujah. I want you to enjoy this beautiful day. Command it, and it shall be. Rejoice, and it will be. Hallelujah. And remember, greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. I love you.